Hello and welcome to this pop-up podcast from The Devil in the Detail. I'm Rob Parkinson and I'm here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Uh, last night I went to the AJ Bell Stadium where Paul King hosted a meeting uh, with fans to give us an update on the situation uh, the club is in regarding the future and the uh, the situation regarding the stadium. And I grabbed him after the meeting and this is what we had to say. Hi, Paul. Um, you said that the meeting, uh, you said this meeting wasn't the Pendleton Church scenario. What were your sort of thoughts coming into it? Were you nervous or? Did I look nervous? No, not really. Cool as a cucumber as usual. Very much so. Um, no, I, I wasn't. I, listen, there, there's, what I wanted to avoid was a position, and I'd seen it manifest itself over social media for about a month, six weeks. And I'm, try- I'm in a position where I'm trying to have a conversation with the council uh, and I'm trying to find a position with sale and, and what have you. Uh, and, and people pointing the finger and, and, and burn it all down and, and doesn't help. No. Doesn't it? And, and I get it, I get the passion, but I've been through that. I've been through that phase and I'm out the other side of it. So I'm kind of cool. I expected people to give me a bit of guff, to be honest. I, I thought I might get a bit of... Uh, when I put option C up, <laughs> I was Salford. I thought I might have to keep the door open. I might have to run. Um, so so I, I was a bit edgy about doing that, if I'm being honest. But, but I've got to keep that on the table because if that's the only way the club can survive, if, if, if more lane isn't an option and if staying here isn't an option, there isn't another option in Salford, so it has to be out of the city, um, and that's that's not me. I don't want to do it, and, and I meant what I said. I would I would set that up, but then I'm done because I'm I'm, I'm a Salfordian. But no, I wasn't nervous. And listen, Salford people they're going to say what they think. Sometimes it will hurt your feelings. Try not to be sensitive. Can't be sensitive in this gig, mate. It's just, people are going to hurt your feelings all the time. Yeah, you, you talked about trying to sort of turn the club into a community-owned one. Do you see the supporters' trust as a vehicle for that? Uh, yeah, well, we haven't got any other real vehicle, have we? It's, and and quite um, sports trust people uh, have got the heart in the right place. I think um, there's, there's not enough members, to be fair, but, but um, they've got more members than any other formation at the moment, so it, it has a, a wider impact. So, uh, and, and we've talked to them about it before, um, but it's, it's got a bit more wings and a bit more legs and, and a bit more need behind it now. But it's and, and again. I'll stress it again, it isn't about um, the, the 3,600, whatever it is, people who turn up on a match day on average or spending a tenny on, on a share option because that'll get us nowhere near it. Mm. It's about 250,000 people citywide joining a cause that's going to present, Syria, that's, that's, that's going to bring something to the city of Salford um, that other people just can't do. Our, our, the things that we do at community level are awesome. We need to do more of it and we need to talk more about it because people just don't know we do it. We're like, a, we're like one of the world's best kept secrets yeah. and we just need to shout a bit more. Yeah, obviously this is a question for you and, and George. Uh, have you costed the, the, the possibility of moving to a new venue, let's say More Lane, for example, to take it to a Super League standard and build a lot of office space in it or around it? No, not, not at this stage. Uh, again, uh, I've had one conversation with Gary. Um, it would be remiss to, to make assumptions based on that. Uh, the RFL would have to approve it. Mm. Uh, my, my instinct tells me it would. We know it's a modular stadium, so we could probably do something with it. But that is all hugely presumptive based on, on Salford City having a willingness to do it. Have you spoke to the RFL or Super League about that particular scenario? And is the scenarios that have previous to 
you know, previous... I've, I've, I've spoke to the RFL about the opportunity, about having their compliance people stood by to do that, but yeah. also in terms of Manchester too, because the same would apply for any stadium in Manchester. Yeah, obviously, if we were to move out the city, would would we still be, be, be named name Salford? As it's over a Yeah. I'll be gone by them. I won't give a <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not your problem then, I suppose. It's just not about not my problem. I don't listen. You're talking to Manchester City Council. If you, if, you, if you want to get the kind of deal that you want to get for a stadium in Manchester, I'm guessing at some point Manchester City Council might have a conversation about your name. Mm. Um, but, but I don't know. I am literally guessing. I don't know. But again. Um, um, I think George will attest to this. I don't have much appetite for that scenario. No. I, I would. It's a project that I would help manage to, to its fruition if it um, saves the club. Um, but, but, it's, it's not for me. I said I wasn't going to do You said you were going to stop me doing opinions. Well, I'm, I'm going to come in now and say, as far as I'm concerned, from a commercial perspective and all the rest of it, a, cha- a name change is absolutely not on the cards. Not a chance. We are, we're a Salford club and, and we, will, we, will, we might not be in Salford. And if we weren't in Salford, it's because of absolute necessity to ensure survival. And that would hopefully be for the shortest possible time to then get us back into Salford. And we keep those dialogue channels of dialogue open with the City Council, Salford City Council, to get back here as quickly as we can. But we have to be, we have to have contingency, we have to be realistic about the situation that we find ourselves in. But, you know, Salford is our home and Salford is our name and Salford is our 150 year in 2023 heritage and that's, that's how it has to remain. What he said, can we play that back so I can say it? Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'll clip you a bit, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that we can play up to the play the AGO Bell Stadium up to the 2023. Uh, what what's the tipping point uh, to make a decision on our future and where we play? It's coming. It's coming. I, I think um, if you just do the maths with me, Rob, um, we, we we have no option other than the player at 2022. Timeline wise, 2022 season will start in February. Uh, and, and there's just not the opportunity to do anything else. Nobody's going to move that quick. Um, this stadium might be sold that quick. Mm. Probably will, in truth. But, but we couldn't react that quick uh, as an organisation. Um, so we, we are set here for 2022. Um, if it isn't to be here, if everything else lined, aligned and it was to be somewhere else in Salford, um, then I'd want to do that before 2023. Because otherwise I'm paying 450 grand at that point that I can't afford for a stadium that doesn't want us there mm. and that I no longer want to be in at that point. We've just got to get on with it, haven't you? And it just seems, as George alluded before, we're looking at a community share option, we're looking at a matched funding scheme that's out there without saying too much. And we would rather utilise that money to help us create this facility than, than, than have one last year flogging it in the AJ Bell if it came to that. Just to come in on that point though, from the very basic conversations that we've had with Sale around you know, stopping here, there isn't a conversation where they've said to us, if we were to purchase it, we'd want you out. That, that's not what's going on. All they've said... No, just the opposite, actually. You know, that they, they'd want us to stay. But we have to pay to stay, and we can't afford to pay to stay. So it's not it's not an us versus them. They're very, they're, they're, you know, we would be a, we'd be an asset to them because we'd be contributing toward the cost of a stadium that they own. Um, so that isn't the case. Yeah, I think I said that before on stage. There are no enemies in this. No, not at all. We we're not while we stay or we're not. 
having a go with Southall City here, we're not walking the local authority. We're not, we, we, we need to be quite insure on it, look in the mirror uh, and ask ourselves um, at what stage we're going to grow up and, and, and find our own feet. Because we were just leeching, really. I've done for a decade. So. <laughs> if uh, if the club was to move, uh, sort of in in the city, what kind of support would you want from the sort of the council, short term, medium term, or long term? If you had like a good support, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, is it financial or is it like? Probably a lot of people talk about buses and not being able to get to Moor Lane. Is that in? Obviously, you're not the council. So, you so, can so, answer so, that so, question. So, 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 some, some interesting aspects to that. So, so. Um, um, if you look at Moor Lane, I made a comment on stage about Friday Night Lights. Land of the Willow was very, very mm. intimidating. Um, so Friday night, Friday night may not be an option at Moor Lane, by the way. Um, we'd have to check that bad boy out. Um, in, in terms of transport, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's conversations about transport that we need to have. Um, would that involve ploughing through Kerbal, Kerzel Vale and tarmacking it? Um, probably not. I don't think we get support for that, mate. So um, th- there are challenges around transport, there's challenges around parking, uh, and we'd look for the council to, to help us find solutions to that. Financial solutions. Uh, I think at some point, you've got to say, even from a council point of view, you've got to say, when's enough enough? Mm. And, and, you know, we just we just got to look after ourselves. We've got to find a way. Yeah, moving out of the city is an option. Um, how would you think? How do you think that impacts our revenue streams? It impacts it badly. Yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. You know, it, it, it's it's a case of survival rather than thriving and, and growing. It's it's a, it has to be a short term solution. We have to get back here as quickly as we can and all the rest of it. But you know, you've got you've got to also appreciate that. There would be an unwillingness, I thought, from any county, whether it's Salford City, whether it's Manchester City, whoever, mm. just to give us a short-term option for one or two years because it's more hassle than it's worth. So, you know, we might end up if we have to go there, we might end up there for five years. And, but as soon as as soon as that decision's made and we have to go there to survive, we'll be plotting a route back. Um, but there's so much water to pass under the bridge in the meantime that we're extremely hopeful with the types of conversations we've had with um, other parties from our initial conversation with Gary Neville and Salford City the conversations we've had with South Sharks Salford City Council we're really hopeful that we can plot a route to stay in the city of Salford Uh, the future is bright the present is uncertain moving to a new venue in the city would protect the the club short term and allow us to grow long term is that a is that a realistic statement it it gives us it gives us an opportunity listen where we are here now and it's well known I'm I'm not speaking out of order it's a bit of a master servant relationship Um, we we don't get the benefit of F&B we don't get the benefit of of, uh, commercialising the stadium itself Um, a a new venue the potential is there for us to do that Um, so yeah George's particular field of expertise but yeah from a commercial revenue perspective it, it opens up different avenues so for sure that things that currently don't exist yeah just to add to that as well you know when we're talking about the options that the opportunity that leaving this stadium presents to us we would we would out of necessity we'd have to find somewhere to have a training facility mm-hmm. and if you're in a position where you push to do something you know we then have to make the best of that scenario so that that would require that that community share option it would require raising the funds through that you know giving fans ownership um finding the match funding to go and create a, fa- a facility that's absolutely first class for rugby league otherwise 
there's no point in, in doing it otherwise if that makes sense mm. we, if, we're, yeah. if we're leaving this stadium it has to be for something that overall you know longer term is a better scenario and fair enough that the short term road might be a bit rocky and, and it might mean X, Y and Z in the short term but long term it is about that exactly what Paul presented today it's about that community facility that hopefully we can incorporate other rugby league clubs into training facility education facilities elite academy and, uh, foundation club office staff and all the rest of it so we've got the base for long term development yeah, yeah there is obviously leisure centre uh, facilities in the city as is that an option so that's converting maybe one of them into a, tra- a training based hub there's nothing off, off off the table at the moment Rob um, if, if you're asking um, if, if a Super League club should use um, pure gym or total fitness like that something like that then, then ordinarily um, not in the long term no mm. um, but we do have, we do have a, we do have a partner agreement with one of them to be fair so the boys do use it but, but we would like our own facilities um, it's just that sometimes um, you've got you to step your way there don't you so sometimes you, you might have to do something in the short term to benefit you in the long term Final one for me. If there's a message you want to send out from supporters from this from this meeting and on this podcast, what would it be? Uh, get behind us. Uh, big quest, big ask, but, but trust us with this. Um, we're, we're in the throes of, of, of managing our way through a, a particularly difficult position on the back end of a pandemic. What we've achieved on the field. Since 2018 has been miraculous, what we feel achieved off the field has probably exceeded that, it's just that people don't know about it. Um, and I think, uh, I said it again, we're so close we can smell it, stick with us, get your mates to come, get your granny to come. When the gates are open and we're not restricted, get everybody in. Come back to a position where you're enjoying live sport and who knows what will happen. We need the city of Salford, public businesses etc to get behind us and support us um, if indeed they want an elite level super league club and I guess it's that point now where where do you want it do you want it cheers Paul good luck cheers Paul so that's the end of this pop up podcast reaction to the meeting and the Paul King interview in our main podcast with me Paul Whiteside and Paul Parkin later on tonight uh, tomorrow morning so big thanks for tuning in And we'll uh, see you in a bit for more Salford chats.